birthday. This is not a spectator sport. <laughs> so, a chance to stand in the pulpit for the Earth Day service. It's a tree hugger's dream. <laughs> and right now, my mother's thinking, oh no, she has a real soapbox to stand on and preach her speech. So those who know me know my passion for the environment. And I, I believe everyone should stop and hug a tree periodically because it'll make them smile and it'll inspire them to be a more responsible citizen of the earth. I believe we should all be vegetarians. Truth be told, I even think the animals should be vegetarians. That's a result of watching the weekly episodes of Wild Kingdom as a child. So... This is my seventh Earth Day celebration with the Hopedale Unitarian Parish, and I've always felt strongly that this Sunday service should have an optimistic focus with just a little bit of a warning and a lot of positive encouragement to be a better steward of the environment. But this year, I'm feeling the need to be more serious and communicate a sense of urgency to take better care of our Earth and its limited resources. I'm not alone with my elevated concerns. A Gallup poll conducted just last month found that 64% of the U.S. adults are worried a great deal or a fair amount about global warming. This is the highest rating since, rating since 2008, and it shows a solidifying belief that changes in the climate are underway. Every Earth Day, I work on action lists and top 10 steps for our congregation. In addition to the 10 things you can do to decrease your environmental impacts of your daily activities, this year I need to share with you the top 10 reasons why you need to do them, and ideally do more. These vital signs of the planet are described on NASA's Global Climate Change webpage. The title claims, the evidence for rapid climate change is compelling. Sea level rose nearly seven inches in the last century. The rate in the last decade is nearly double that of the last century. The 20 warmest years have occurred since 1981, and 10 of the warmest years have occurred in the last 12 the oceans have absorbed much of this increased heat with the top 2,300 feet of ocean showing warming. Greenland's ice sheets lost over 36 cubic miles of ice per year between 2002 and 2006. Both the extent and the thickness of the Arctic sea ice has declined rapidly over the last several decades. Glaciers are retreating around the world. The number of record high temperature in the events in the U.S. has been increasing since 1950. The acidity of the surface ocean waters has increased about 30%. The amount of snow cover in the northern hemisphere has decreased over the past five decades and nearly all climate scientists agree that climate warming trends over the past century 
are very likely due to human activities. Think about the quote from Jane Goodall that's printed on today's order of service. You cannot get through a simple day, a single day, without having an impact on the world around you. What you do makes a difference, and you have to decide what kind of difference you want to make. It's time for us to be more conscientious of the long-term impacts of the choices we make and the actions we have we take to enjoy the daily comforts. We need to give more thought to what we can do to make the life of future generations less uncomfortable. Please don't just stand on the sidelines feeling helpless and not responsible as our environment deteriorates. Remember Gouda's warning about just meism. Each one of us can and should make a positive difference. Remember her words of inspiration to think of how it would be if we could turn that around. Thousands and millions and billions of people all knowing that what they do makes a difference. Remember her challenge to think about what the world would look like if all the people took action. How quickly things could improve if we were all more responsible and more proactive. Committing to just one of the tips shared today or some other routine practice that helps protect our natural resources may seem small and insignificant. But when you keep this commitment day after day, it makes a difference. Then you inspire someone else to make that commitment, and the difference becomes more significant. Imagine the difference you can make by committing to all 10 tips. Governments are starting to take more responsibility. This week, the world leaders signed a groundbreaking pledge of 190 countries to take action to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Companies are taking action, too, as they become more aware of of the need to be less wasteful with resources in order to be able to continue to manufacture their products long into the future. These movements were inspired and led by concerned individuals. Add to this momentum, help it gain speed, inspire those establishments and others to do more to change the trajectory we are on and to turn the world around. Gaylord Nelson, the founder of Earth Day, said the ultimate test of man's conscience may be his willingness to sacrifice something today for future generations whose words of thanks may not be heard. Six months ago, I became, I became a grandmother. It's the greatest blessing ever. Aiden is my tomorrow's child. Please remember yours and your obligation to take care of the earth for him or her. Thank you. I'm con- thank you. I'm convinced that the little small actions we take that sometimes we don't notice are profoundly important and effective. I myself have been profoundly affected by the example of others in their relationship to taking action in the ways they can for saving our environment. You know, Sometimes your tomorrow's child is an adult and right in front of your face. 
and some of the people who have inspired me help me do better, then I become an example and maybe somebody else sees how I live and they do better. It, it's a progressive accumulation of all the good we can do together. In the wider UU movement, um, one of the great stories that's come out in recent years is a guy named Tim, Christ Tim De Christopher. He did almost two years in jail for protesting the Bureau of Land Management selling and leasing off parcels of land in the West. And he went to an auction and, and fake bid on a bunch of this land to the tune of almost $2 million. And they threw him in jail. But the action he took ended up with the Bureau of Land Management not leasing most of that land. So there was a lot less destructive mining and oil and gas production going on there. Just yesterday, in West Roxbury, they're stopping a fracking pipeline. I don't know how much you know about fracking, but it's a high-pressurized process that, that gets natural grass out of the ground by disrupting rock and, and other deposits. And it makes wastewater that's incredibly poisonous. When I was in Texas, I testified at the Fort Worth City Council, the South Lake City Council, a number of other towns, and I went with people who brought some of the fracking wastewater. You know, it was like a scene from Erin Brockovich where she slides the wastewater across the people on the other side of the table. And, and they offered the city councils, well, if, if it's okay, drink. And of course, nobody wanted to touch it. And our fellow UUs were protesting fracking and the pipeline that's going to bring natural gas fracked from places in Texas and other parts of the country from Houston up here. And they were going to commit mass civil disobedience, but the folks at the site decided not to work yesterday. So they held a huge rally. There was 300 UUs there. Those folks inspire me. They tell me that all the time I took to go to those city council meetings where they were fracking in Texas were worth it. They tell me to be more engaged, to show up again and again when I can. I have a friend who is probably the reason why I'm even here talking to you. When I taught at a Catholic high school, he was the librarian. And he was a UU from Haverhill, Massachusetts. His name is Richard. And he told me, one day you're going to be one of us. And here I am. <laughs> but Richard publishes a small independent journal of poetry all about nature and the environment. He runs a local, uh, local access TV show called Grass Seeds. It's all about environmental activism. He's gone to testify at city and town councils in Draca and Haverhill and Lawrence and all over that part of the state. And he, he was at the State House on April 12th while we were lobbying for a number of different bills, and he was hitting all the environmental ones, talking to lots of people. And he says, yeah, I'm becoming radicalized again. And I thought, radicalized again, Richard? Have you stopped? But his personal example to me of taking action reminds me that it's my action to take too. And quite honestly, all of you, since I have been here last August, my own personal behaviors, many of the ten we mentioned, have gotten better. One of the first things that happened to me when I was here the first few weeks is a number of you, including Val, our administrator, said, would you turn the lights off after you leave the room? And I admit, boy, I was horrible about it. I was new, I was frenzied, I was moving around. And you know what? That's one of my worst bad habits of those things we learned about, that 
you know, I have to watch. So I've been much more conscious, and I'm much better. In fact, I've gotten better to the point that Thursday, I left the office and I shut the lights off, and Val said, hey, I'm still in here. <laughs> and I recycle more. I'm very careful. I'm washing aluminum. I'm, I got a to-do list, and I told the team that met yesterday to talk about this service. I still haven't gotten a compost bin for my kitchen. It's been on my to-do list for months. I've got to get that done. We're doing this service tomorrow. I still haven't done it. You, in the actions you take together right here, help me do better. And therefore, hopefully, I will do better. My son even shut off the kitchen light yesterday when he left the kitchen. I was like, this is really working, finally. You know, the action we take talks about who we are. In many ways, Unitarian Universalism is a religion of action. I am reminded this week, as we are in the season of Passover, and our Jewish friends are celebrating the Passover, that this is one of the areas we really connect, I think, with Judaism and Unitarian Universalism, because Judaism isn't so much about ideas or theology, what people believe about God or ideas about afterlife that one has to agree with. Judaism is a religion of behavior, of 613 commandments, that if we act like this, it makes us a certain people. Well, maybe climate justice and environmental protection are one of the ways, some of the mitzvot, the commandments we have as Unitarian Universalists, that if we act this way, we shut off the lights, we eat less meat, we reuse, recycle, right? We act this way, it makes us a certain kind of people. And therefore, then we are a better example to those who see us, and they will do better. Passover contains the story each year in its telling of the exodus from Egypt. And it is said in Judaism that every generation must come out of Egypt for itself. Each generation, each person must come out of slavery to freedom. And I wonder if all of us in some ways we are slaves too long and still too often to overconsumption, waste of energy, all these behaviors we learned about today. And it is up to us as individuals, whenever we can, to come out of that slavery of that me, just meism, and turn into a positive just meism. If I just do this, if I behave like this, if I make myself this kind of person, others might see and do likewise. We have no choice. We are now running out of time. That commandment to reuse and recycle is what we must do. We will escape the pharaohs of fossil fuel and oil companies and factory farming and fracking and bottled water. And we can only do that. We can only make that escape from that kind of slavery to freedom together. <laughs>